All right, welcome to Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports, episode 100. Tyler Invaded here, August 21st, 2022. We're excited. Uh, we're looking for, we've been talking about this episode, what, five weeks ago? <laughs> Got to know it was coming. Uh, hard to believe we've already made it to 100 episodes, two years in the worth in the books. We'll kind of get into some of our favorite details about uh, our journey here to 100. We'll also obviously get into some of the sports topics from the week especially Poole sitting, is he going to hit 700 Tyler this year? We'll get into that He's a little on fire. bit. He is. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into Shaq Curry a little bit. Shaq Colin Curry, the best player. And then get your thoughts on some of the NBA schedule news. And then we'll also hit on uh, Tyler did some uniform research this week. So we'll touch on some college uniforms uh, this week and kind of go over some of the best and worst we think in the NBA. And we'll probably we'll wrap it up here with some NFL um, to finish it off here. And then we'll do some W's and L's of the week. But Tyler, first off, how you doing, my man? Episode 100. Excited. It's a crazy accomplishment. I didn't know we'd get here when we first started. That's two years and running. In your pink Auto room. Network. <laughs> You've come a long way since the pink room. I've come a long ways from laying in my bed doing a podcast, actually getting up, showered, ready to go. I'm just, it's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. It's crazy. Um. As I say, what's one of our, so we're gonna, yeah, we'll get the favorite moments, like right, kind of it. One of my favorite moments from Taka is just like the stories that came shortly after it. Like, because people are like, what are you doing? Like, you were recording <laughs> and people you get ripped on me. I just remember your dad, like, I can't watch a podcast if he's delayed in the bed. Like, I just can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that cracked me up. Like, come from your dad. Yeah, I, I had my issues going on back then. I know, but it was more just like the way your dad would say that. Like, son, your, son, your father shouldn't say that about your son if he's ripping out of a matter. I refuse if he's doing that. If he's not making his bed. I'm not doing that. Sorry. He's an honest man. I he's an honest him. man. But yeah, we got it here. Obviously, we got it with a, uh, a lot of help. It started with us yeah. in COVID. We started down with the, uh, the breakdowns of uh, it, like kind of individual playoff games, started there, kind of worked do our you way. The first one? Yes, I do. The Kings. Well, the very first one we put on YouTube was. Kings Lakers, but I think the first one we kind of practiced. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first one I think we practiced. That was Kings Lakers or uh, something like that. Uh, But yes, it was Houston, LA was our first one uh, on there for sure. Um, Yeah, a couple long way. Had some good (laughs) starting out with. I I always, when I was looking back at the old ones, kind of just thinking back at some of the things, I I noticed my background. Yeah, where did you do It's very, it's grown very much. uh, It used to start with one little thing back. I had one little, I had the little cardboard baseball field. I think that's all I had for the longest time was that. And then the Warriors clock came along and then the, the baseball hat. And then just all of a sudden I started like, I have all this collection stuff. I don't need it. So I'll put a little, uh, so yeah. Um, all right. So give me some of your favorite moments on the podcast a little bit here. So what I do. Um, one of my, was our Blake Griffin argument where I got a little heated, a little excited. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It was just fun banter about a player we both really don't like you would you think more fondly of them than I but yeah that was one of my favorite moments just, that's my favorite part about podcasts I'm just talking sports with people's opinion you respect and you can disagree with but you can still like have a little argument and it gets a little testy but at the end of the day you're, you're like you're my brother so it is what it is yeah I, I, that was one of my favorite moments um 
Yeah, I had that one. I had also the Katrina interview I did with uh, when I moved out, when I talked to DA about his whole interview, and then we talked about Katrina. I thought that was kind of a good, I, well, not a favorite moment, obviously, story wise, but just kind of here getting his insight yeah. on that, kind of the way he did the story there. That was kind of cool. Uh, hearing the way he talked about it, and the way he was able to kind of relate it, that was kind of a, uh, just one of those moments that stood out to me uh, in doing the podcast here with it. Um, and then also, I have struggled with names. I mean, I just, I learned that I just cannot pronounce names very well. That's, that's something that has not changed very much over the two years. It could be Todd and I just call you Tag. I don't know what it is. I just struggle with names once in a while. Um, Give him a Russian name. It'll be fiddling with it for a week. Oh gosh, I've been taking a couple of years to get that one. Uh, what do you think? So I was thinking like also with the podcast, we've talked about challenges many times with it. I think the challenge we've talked about is family that the time it takes to actually be good like that's the thing is i actually respect like those people that like anybody that does it like with any technology with any videos i've been pressed <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> to be honest like that's challenging but like especially with the time on your hand like i don't know like that's it's just tough when you work eight hour jobs and you do like a few extra stuff too so that's the biggest challenge i realized i, I thought it would be a little easier in some regards like to get it out and like oh just it will be there and put it on a link it's not that simple no the more the whole like twitter part of it um and oh yeah i didn't talk getting about that. people to view your stuff it's very challenging and we've gotten better as like john one of my biggest challenges has been just maintaining relationships like with work and a growing family and then i add this onto it as a priority every sunday more like it just takes a block of my day part of my day and you just have to and I love doing it so it's easy for me to do but it can challenge some relationships because it just gives you less time to spend with other people that is crazy because we do it like at 6 30 in the morning which is that early but then we do like a few like in the afternoon like after yeah. games and stuff like that and because that's like we said that's the time that you usually want to talk about stuff is right after <laughs> <laughs> and so like it's hard right that's the stuff so and then we I mean, did the, and we have this time slot for a certain reason it's not like yeah the time it's exactly. so yeah exactly not everybody's gonna be able to tune in at 6 30 pacific time one uh so we got that um but sometimes the hand is forced we'll put it that way <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes <laughs> there's someone uh, behind me wielding a big bat gun you're getting up at 6 30 to do this yes exactly <laughs> uh, the other part of the podcast that's been the best part and something i think we still want to improve on is uh the guest part of it like yeah. having more guests and stuff like that and like so our time slots got not the easiest one for people but uh especially but we but we've had we've been able to have a lot of good people on uh, I was going to go through the list just real quick. We've had, like I mentioned, the first one with Mateo. We've had him on a couple times. Love was Mateo. First I believe he was the first guest. I thought Cub was. No, Cub was not. Uh, Amanda, also known as Cub, second there. Or, or at least in, uh, maybe not in any order there here. I think Amanda was second. We had Greg, your dad on. Brian Montanez, always a favorite one of mine on there. Uh, Adam, we had him on one time as well. That shout out, Adam. Brian Johnson had him on a few times. And, uh, and Shark, Savage, and then, of course, our co-host. Hopefully, we'll get him back on here in a few weeks when things settle down from here. Casey, big part of the podcast. Obviously, we couldn't have got to 100, Tyler, without him, so we need to shout my brother out for sure. Uh, we love you, Case, but we want him to be focused and get ready to go with that stuff, and that's what he thinks, too. So we, I talked to him yesterday, so he's got stuff going on there. He's looking to come back on a little bit more, so hopefully – uh, with things now starting to settle down with him with, with work a little bit and some of the stuff there, he can kind of 
jump back on. But obviously, he was a big part of the show and us getting to 100. So, got to shout out my brother uh, for sure. Yeah, shout out Casey. Um, he, yeah, yeah so, he was just as instrumental in the beginning as they, well, maybe you might be a little bit, but, but, but just as instrumental, it was one third of the thing, was still a big yeah. part of it. Well, like so you mentioned, there, yep. And like you mentioned, there were some episodes you could make it, so he had he hopped on, and if not, it would have just been poor old Leo. <laughs> so it was good. So, anyway, episode 100 in the books here, people. We're going to get started on it right now. Um, but again, big, big thanks to everybody with it. Um, we're just it's kind of crazy, just the journey uh, it's kind of took to get here a little bit and looking forward, excited now with new things with jumping on with Variety Sports Network, kind of talking with those guys doing the seventh inning stretch. And, um, kind of some of the opportunities we'll have on there with doing some live shows here during football. We can have any some anybody on and looking forward to that. And uh yeah, so we have a new uh, show brewing, I've heard as well. Yeah, we do possibly a little NFL show coming here on Sunday nights, hopefully doing a little live edition. And uh, so yeah, keep a lookout for that. Um, you might be asked to join us. Uh all right, let's get into the podcast here, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, some of the sports things. Tyler, let's hit it kind of like last week a little bit. I like the way we did that. We'll kind of go topic to topic a little bit here. I might go, I might keep it in the same sport. I might mix it up a little bit. So just stay with me a little bit. Um, right now, there's just until football starts, I feel like there were, it's not, not enough time just to focus on one thing. So I want to hit a few different topics here on the podcast. All right. So yesterday, I was thinking before Albert Pools, okay, 690 home runs, he's 10 away. Um, well, let's talk about it. Let's see him almost at 700. And then he goes on to hit two home runs yesterday. So now he's at 692, eight away. Um, I feel like, uh, obviously, I want the reason I want to talk about him is not very many people have ever got to 700. What, three ever? So, um, I mean, A-Rock got the 696. That's kind of a tough number. But uh, MLB's like, no, you're not going to get that. But pools. A, will he get to 700 by the end of the year? And is he the best player, hitter, let's not say player, hitter, since Bonds? I don't think I'll get to 700 this year. Eight, still quite a few. But he could. He's on fire. He's, the last month, he's been great. As far as best hitter, I don't. I can't think of a better hitter. Cabrera is up there. But if you look at the numbers, Pujols is dwarfed. That's really not that close to me. A-Rod's great, but he had the cheating scandal. Pujols hasn't had to go through any of that. So. Yeah, I'd put the good bonds, and then after that, it would be as far as there is next there would be pools to me. Um, pools right now, just give people perspective over the last 14 days, has seven home or seven, uh, excuse me, seven runs, six home runs, 13 RBIs, was batting 538. So he's on absolute fire right now. He's making a push to 700. He almost feels like he is, yeah, it's like rushing left handers. I just wanted to shout him out real quick on because I wanted to just talk about him because not very many. 700 is a big number in baseball regardless. So that number is not going to come up. Like you said, two, three people have ever hit it. One of them always is very questionable, obviously, in the, in, with Bonds. So I think Aaron, or especially four people, excuse me, with uh, Bonds now in there. It was Ruth, Aaron, and no, Mays doesn't have 700. He's got six, six, yeah, so that's three. Yeah, for some reason, I thought Mays for a second later. So yeah, three. So obviously, Bonds is kind of on that little list there. So it'd be pretty kind of, it'd be pretty cool to see somebody get 700. I mean, I didn't think we, I didn't think he would get there. So. No, I didn't think he, this year for sure not. I, I never thought he'd hit 530 in a week ever again. And he's done it for like a couple of weeks. So it's good to see Pujol, the machine back. 
that Cardinals magic, man. That Cardinals, that, that something about the fairy dust. I don't know what that is. They put something there, and they just like Will Clark goes there at the end of his career and starts hitting. Yeah, you know I mean, you just get anybody at the end of their, their career they start hitting. So, all right, Albert Pools, keep a lookout for him, people. Um, MOB. All right, let's go into next topic here. I thought the other thing that kind of came up this week is uh, LeBron signs that two-year deal, ninety-seven point uh, one million. What does that end up being? I looked it up, forty-eight and a half million a year. Right. Must be nice. Nice, fantastic salary there. Well, deserved though. Um, all right. Does this mean he will end up playing with his son? Do you believe in two years when yes. his son comes out? Okay, so there's that Born part of injury, it. That's exactly what he's doing. So there's that part of it. He could be a free agent, right? So wherever his son gets drafted, he could probably set it up to go there. I'm sure the team would not mind having LeBron James wherever his son goes. Um, that would be an interesting dynamic in itself. I mean, just the father son thing coming into the league at the same time, but that would be an interesting dynamic. Just, I don't know. Right. Like even like as, as the son, right. Having your dad be on your team your first year, just be a little different. Um, I mean, how much, how much does that raise LeBron Brody's stock in the draft? Like if that's the plan, like do you take him first overall just to bring in LeBron or like, if that's the case that you see, like how you see things happening. I mean, I and think I, you might as well make LeBron the player coach because you know that Brody's going to have to play a certain amount if he's going to go there. Well, that's going to kind of lead to my next point was how long do you think he can play in the NBA LeBron? And if you're getting him at 41, like Savage, I saw he wrote something, he thought 45. And I was like, it's kind of the number I'm at too. Like, I think I'm, I'm almost one to be like 47, but who cares? You know, 45 is kind of like the number. I, I really think he could legitly be an NBA player until 45. I mean, was he 39 this year? Um, I don't see unless he gets hurt. I, I could see him being a productive player for six more years. Um, when I say pro- I mean, didn't That's John so Sally weird. hang on for a few years? I mean, if he wants to play with his son and at least be like confident NBA player, I'm sure he could be on a, a, a play if he wants to. I'm sure a team would have him. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it moves his stock to number one overall on a pick or something like that, unless he's in that conversation. We'll see how he does the next two years. Yeah, I think that will change a lot of it. Um, do you think he ended – so you don't – do we both think he would end his career as a Laker then? No, there's no chance. No chance. Unless okay, the so. Lakers draft Bronny. <laughs> they pull it off. They pull it off. Pull. I'll say it right now, LeBron. Do the LeVar ball. Say it. He's going to be a Laker. What if he did that? He's going to be a Laker. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the NBA draft could be rigged again. Oh, gosh. That would be terrible. Um, all right. So – Another thing here I wanted to get into this week, Gasol is getting his jersey retired. I saw that the Lakers as well. Um, also played for the Grizzlies, a big part of his career, finished up with, uh, I don't know, a TV fish, but I know he played with the Spurs and Bulls there to, kind of at the end of his career. Um, what do you think about Gasol? I, I always feel like he's one of the more underrated players in the NBA. Um, Pal Gasol, that is. Um, I know he's all, he's a six-time All-Star. He feels like he's almost even more than that a little bit. If you look at his numbers over the years, he played in a not the most scoring era of basketball there for a little bit, and uh, he almost put up twenty points a season. He did do it a few times with the Lakers. Um, I just feel like he's one. He, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But what do you think? Do you feel like he's one of the most underrated players, um, kind of in this generation? We'll say last yeah, twenty. Yeah, he's definitely one of them. Him. Just the Europeans of that generation had a bad reputation because of all the busts, like Skidda Speely. And like, and he just was the third overall pick and dominated really from when he got to the Grizzlies. They didn't translate the wins. And then once he went to the Lakers, I think he was like, the other than Shaq's the perfect running mate in his prime with anyone, but 
was just a perfect running mate for Kobe. Especially at that time in Kobe's career. Yeah, he didn't need the ball, but when he had the ball, he could do things with it. He could pass. He could dribble for a big, and he could shoot. Like, he was money. Yeah, Gasol, I feel, I saw, I feel like Gasol, the one thing with him, too, is he was always under control. Like, he didn't shoot. He, he wasn't the Nowinski with, like, the outside game and stuff like that, but he was always improving a little bit. And, like, he was tougher than you would think, too. He was kind of a scrawny guy. Like, you would look like he was scrawny a yeah. little bit like, compared to some of the other centers. But he was a pretty tough dude underneath, too, especially as he got a little bit older. That game seven he had against the Celtics wasn't the best game of all time. He was six for 16. But I feel like he he was way more impactful in that game because he had 18 rebounds. And he wasn't really known for being a rebounder, really, like that. Like, you know what I mean? He never averaged, like, all these years with over 10 rebounds. He only had a handful. Yeah. So with the fact that a game seven with Garnett out there and other you – know, I know Perkins wasn't there. But, yeah, I feel like they uh, – 18 rebounds in game seven to you know, in a close game like that with the money on the line. I feel like to me, that's also kind of an underrated game seven performance there out there. So, and an underrated, one of the yeah, underrated yeah. Grizzly or not an underrated Grizzly, but a very important Grizzly. I feel like in the history of it from, I'm not from that area. So maybe it doesn't, he doesn't mean as much, but from somebody on the perspective from outside living in California, he's one of the first guys I think of when I think of Memphis Grizzlies, just because hey, he was one of their original guys with big Hubie Brown and who they have uh, Jason Williams on those teams. And I can't remember some of the other guys, maybe Lorenzo Wright was on those teams, but they made the playoffs that one year. So Gasol, I think definitely, definitely goes in the one underrated. So I want to mention him getting his jersey retired. I believe it's somewhere in February against the Grizzlies as well. Um, what'd you think with the NBA schedule release? They brought out their NBA schedule this year. They had a few kind of funny notes on it. Anything that you kind of found interesting this year about the NBA schedule, they had the five Christmas day games. <laughs> My dad's like, my dad's like, oh, why do they do that to, on Christmas Day? I'm like, yeah, you don't even go to church. <laughs> <laughs> no. What else are you going to do? <laughs> I, like, I, they, they really, I feel like, milked it this year with how they released all the games. This, oh, my gosh. Little by little, just put the whole thing out in my first spot. Like, what is this, NFL? I, I actually tweeted about that this week. It made no sense. They did, like, in a five-day, like, kind of, like, super deal where we're going to, like, Oh, we're gonna release these games here. Then we're gonna do the opening games here. Yeah, it made no sense to me. Just can you just give me the just give me the, yeah, just give me the schedule and we'll go from there. The Warriors incredibly get forty one on national TV from our perspective. That's insane. Adam was funny. You know they they deserve it. As I, I was like, yeah, they, they probably do. The Lakers, I think, got like the second most too. So, uh, which obviously is not surprising given their their market and the Celtics. I think got third there. So. The Grizzlies, I know, got 18, so they, they made a big jump into the national market. The Kings got one. That's a big deal out here. The Kings get that one. Are you mandatory, mandated one? Yeah, it could be moved there. The Kings fans were a little worried about that. That's a game that could be moved because I think Tom Witt, whatever that guy, said, yeah, but that game will be moved if if uh, uh, if uh, uh, handballs on ESPN Ocho, if there's a championship match with handball. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, NBA schedule, the release of it, I thought um, – the thing with me that I found interesting with the NBA schedule, A, you mentioned the way that it was weird that they did it. They had a few notes of it. They have nobody playing on election day. I noticed this year they had a big point in that. Not surprised there with it. The, the Spurs, they're going to try to play in the Alamo Dome for their 50th anniversary against yeah, the 64,000 people are going to try to set an NBA record. I said, wouldn't that be funny if the Warriors arrested their players? <laughs> Pull a pop and just, hey, we're gonna arrest our players. We go off this thing. So, but I heard a story that there's a. I saw a video that when the Warriors played in the Alamo Dome in '91, I guess the day before, like I guess it was like the playoff game in '91. But before Game One, 
they had like a concert in the in Alamo Dome's huge. Uh, it's a yeah. massive. If you ever seen a picture, I guess they had a massive water leak, like coming out of the top, like a like a fire hose was coming out, like yeah, a little pipe leak, and I mean it was just coming all the way onto this onto the uh, into the stands and stuff. And so <laughs> uh, maybe it's a bad omen. They should go back to it after that. So, anyways, that's a little schedule note. Why is it still standing after all these years? Huh? Why is it? Why do they still have it after all? They probably use it for rodeos and stuff like that. I bet still all the time. <laughs> Forgot about those pesky rodeos. They, forget about rodeo that. Road yeah, the Spurs had the famous rodeo road trip. Can't forget about that. Um, of course, they lowered the back to backs again, stuff like that. Um, the matchups, the the Christmas Day games, or the matchups uh, were kind of the big deal, like you said. So, anything you uh, of note with the NBA schedule? I've noticed we're playing LeBron game one. I just, I don't know. It doesn't mean, why is it always LeBron? It's always LeBron. He's the breaking point for it. Everybody loves him. That's why he gets the most games. He gets the most games. That's why everybody, my son loved him. Space Jam team. That's what they want to see out there. Um, All right. So anyways, those were a little, so nothing else really from the NBA schedule stuck out to you. No no notes. No, it's a schedule. You play who's in front of you. That's not, I don't know. You, does it move the needle for you? Like, yeah, I kind of like sometimes like to look at like sometimes like how many you have back to back going into certain games or is there certain road trips? Do you have like a lot? Like I noticed the, like the Warriors play the Kings three times in the first 12 games. I thought that was a little bit interesting this year, but that was kind of interesting though. Like, like why are we playing them so many times early in the year? Like there's kind of weird quirks like that. Uh, the other thing that I always find interesting with NBA schedules is, how many teams, especially for the West Coast teams, is how many of the games you get out of the way early with, like, East Coast teams. Like, sometimes they'll play the Knicks, like, two games in, and then immediately they'll play them, like, uh, two weeks later, they don't see them the rest of the year. Yeah. So I feel like that's an important part when the season does come is, like, where you see these teams. Like, how healthy are they? Are You know, sometimes it's not always good to see a team two times early in the year because they'll be healthy. Rather, But if they're young, okay, we'll take them early. So there's little thing quirks like that in the schedule I like to see. Um, within, uh, so yeah, I, always, I am kind of a nerd for the NBA schedule. You always want certain teams later because you know they'll be tanking and they get the easy roster. Yeah, I like that. Like that, the yeah. yeah, there's things like that I like to see, and um, you like to also kind of like on certain dates, that kind of stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so like I said, the election date thing there, some the little notes there with it with the NBA schedule. My dad was very happy about the election date thing, obviously, being. <laughs> involved with politics. Um, all right. Another another thing I found kind of interesting with the NBA or with the NBA this week um, was uh, the announcer from the Blazers. They're not going to send. They're not going to send any. Uh, they're not going to send anybody to road games on road games this year. They're only going to do. They're only going to do games um, for like like COVID style, like from an audio because they don't. They want to yeah, save yeah. It. so the remotely. They're going to save money by just by video, by record, watching the game in their studio and uh, recording it there, whatever you call it, doing the play-by-play um, in somewhere in Portland, watching the Blazers play. To me, that's a pretty cheap move. And I guess from what I saw, they might try that in some other lower colleges as well to say as a cutting cost move. But I was like, man, the Blazers spent like $55 million on Lillard. They can't pay the guy to call his games. Like, I don't know. It just seems a little... Uh, Seems a little weird to me, so I thought that was kind of a... They got to cut costs somewhere. It doesn't bother. I mean, the NBA TV has been doing that for a little while now with having the studio guys call games at times. Is it... I mean, it, I think it's cheap as hell, like you said. It's, it, an NBA franchise shouldn't be doing this. It's kind of embarrassing. But I don't think it will change... I don't know if it changes anything for 
like Portland. I don't know. Man. How do you not want your guy calling the game there at the actual spot that he's calling the game? Like ideally, I, I would want him there if they could keep his hell and. But I don't know if it affects anything. It might be better sound quality. Who knows? Better sound quality. I'm curious to see what they make it. How how they can actually like. Is there no crowd noise? Is he just in a room? Because <laughs> he just in a room saying they something. Pipe it like, I mean, especially for the radio style. I mean, how the heck are you going to do that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, here he goes. There he goes. What a play. What uh, a the play. TV, the camera angle wasn't on the play. It kind of reminds me of like those old videos you see with baseball in 1940. And there it goes. Oh, God. Oh, that's how they'll have to end up doing it in the future. Anyways, I thought that was a cheap move, Blazers. To be that, that should that probably should be my L of the week for going forward here. But I thought that that's just a bad move. I feel like on your part. Hopefully, that doesn't set like a, a tone for other things there, um, or we might be out on the podcasting game soon. The announcers are going down, money. Um, all right. Um, before we move on, before we move on to college football and uniforms here, because I want to get your thought on that. Because I know you did a little research on it. I'm ex- it's interesting to get your thoughts on it. Um, just want to shout out uh, Row One Brand, who's sponsoring us along with Variety Sports Network, the show we're uh, currently working with now. And check out their stuff, Row One Brand. They got we talked about it a little bit last week. We, I went on their site. They got good stuff. Um, I know it's called Football Starting Up. I was looking at that stuff just because called Football Starting. And so basically, what their website is, they're going to sell vintage uh, vintage apparel, art, um, and they'll do it. They can do it with like gifts. They can do canvases, paintings, whatever with it. Uh, pretty it's much anything, stuff. anything you can kind of think of, they'll basically make it. Um, so um, I was looking at the college football stuff, looking at Cal's, their old logos. Stanford's old logos are weird to me, so I didn't get that. I didn't look at those. A little ones. native. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan Stanford one. Still very nice quality. Nothing real way I'm ready. Just I don't like the logo Stanford. Very good stitching. Yeah. But with that said, I did like uh, some of the going through the old ones, especially like kind of the old jerseys we'll talk about in a little bit here tyler uh probably you probably have penn state mentioned somewhere in there they got some nice stuff on there um as well um again check them out uh if you use uh the variety sports code here vsp15 that'll save you 15 percent uh on any apparel there they also have a giveaway going on uh you can sign up on variety sports network they're giving a t-shirt uh you can win a free t-shirt there um quick little document to fill out there that's that uh that ends on uh august 27th so yeah go to variety sports check that out and again rowan brand go check it out they got good apparel there um especially with uh like i said any any college sports team especially with college football starting um they got some good stuff on there or maybe some old baseball stuff if you like that as well tyler uh with your giant stuff you need a little good luck charm going you might need to pick there's some great stuff over at row one did you give them the passcode? Yeah. Use the, the VSP 15, save 15% there. So yeah, row one brand. Thanks for uh sponsoring us over there uh, over here at Fat Boy Fadeaway. And uh yeah, go check them out over there. So Tyler, as we're talking about apparel and things there that you can buy, we were talking wow, about what a transition. It is, and that's why that's I thought great that's why very that's why that's why I get paid the big bucks. That's <laughs> why you give me the big money here. Uh, so all right college football apparel uniforms you know we always like talking about that stuff here i always feel like it's kind of with college football it's even crazier more than ever right like people are colleges are putting out anything they don't they'll try different colors they're putting out cleats they're going anything with it so give me some uh some of the uniforms that you like uh this year the uniforms i like 
but all the traditional ones. I, I hate, I, what I've come across is I hate the color yellow paired with anything but black. This is what my worst is mostly consistent of, but my top five for best jersey. I got the Iowa Hawkeyes with the black top and they have yellow, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four is the Florida Gators with the blue top, white pants, orange helmet with the gator. Yeah. Number three is Ohio State with the red jersey, silver pants with the Buckeye things on the side of the helmet. Not the special like black helmet or anything, just the normal one. And then I like Auburn's blue top, white pants. And the number one is just Penn State's blue top, white pants, white helmet. Under the lights, it just is a perfect jersey. That you've always liked that one, though. It's like, I feel like you weren't going to change that. That's like something you've always liked. Like, I have always liked it. I, I don't know why. It's so simple. And, like, it's just the perfect jersey. It looks, that is the, that's the most popular color, I think, that color they have. Maybe, like, dark blue. <laughs> It's kind of a clean look, that color. My honorable mention one is Ole Miss's Powder Blues. Those are pretty sweet. Those are pretty sweet. I kind of like the Notre Dame green ones, too, a little bit when they go like to those old school green ones. I, what do you think of USC? You don't like USC's a little bit? They were on my most overrated because they're always on top, like, 10 lists. And I, just oh, I, don't, I don't like yellow unless it's paired with – So no yellow at all. So I'm you, no, screw you, though. And the Warriors, we got a yellow. Well, yellow green's okay. But I don't like the Warriors jerseys. What do you – I what do you uh, give me some of the ones you don't like? San Jose State's yellow tops. <laughs> Everything yellow. Everything West, yellow. West, West Virginia's yellow tops. I, I'm gonna shout not a negative shout out to Memphis. They're blue like uh, tiger like stripes down the side, just hideous. Uh, Princeton has some. Oh God, go look up their black and orange ones. They're hideous. Giants colors. I'm not afraid to hate on certain colors. If you got an ugly jersey, you got an ugly jersey. <laughs> and then Maryland, they had with oh, like, they got to that one. Yeah, just pathetic. I, I never liked Illinois. I always thought they had weird color. I don't know what Illinois. Like every time I saw the, them or Syracuse, blue, pretty hideous. Them or Syracuse, they were just the way they blocked it. I don't know what they were. Those were always terrible things. I kind of like Clemson's per, all purple. I kind of like purple. when they go all purple or all orange. They'll go like not what the hell with the loud. They'll do like UDs like that. Michigan. They I look like they that. remind me of Santa Rosa High School when they do that. Yeah, I like Michigan's yellow. That's not a bad one. Um, I, so Michigan's one. yellow. Yeah, I like the little helmet there. Oh, I, yeah, see, you, I you have the, the my overrated jerseys are USC, Tennessee, all of Oregon's. They they all. I mean, they had come out with some good ones, but for the most part, not for me. And then Michigan. Yeah. No, I hear you on the way. I, you know what I kind of have always liked, and I think you'll probably agree, is I've always liked Florida State's a little bit. I don't know what. Florida State's always kind of a clean look for me. And new, the new one I like is Cincinnati. Like, they're all black ones that they go with the little black. There's all their black uniform. Yeah. Anything like that, I'm usually a big fan of. So, yeah. Um, that's the fun thing with uniform. That's why college football does it, though. That's why they create all these uniforms, though. It's like for, you know, for games and you know, it's for money, right? That's why, that's why you don't just keep the same Works. uniform year by year. You get all these, yeah. Hey, you want to come to our school? Try this, you know, get this new uniform here. We'll try this on. So that's all part of the deal there. Um, all right, good stuff there. All right, let's take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Finish it off with Bonanza part two. We'll finish up with some NFL topics here and uh, our loser of the week. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back here. Episode 100, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast here. Um, Tyler, let's get right back into it here. Hey, is Tom Brady the mass singer? That's the big thing. He's not. He's not at trading camp. There's a rumor going around that he's he's on that show hiding up as a mascot. 
I just could not see Tom Brady ever singing. I don't see that being dancing. So I don't think that's I would the, be shocked. That's the big that's the big news out of uh, out of training camp so far. I was thinking about NFL stories this week. Nothing really going on outside of Watson getting the uh, Watson getting the eleven games uh, suspension, making the NFL kind of I guess feel a little bit better about it. And, you know, whatever Watson doing his thing, we make themselves feel still, better about it by doing. Man, that. Yeah, I mean, you haven't spent much time talking about the Watson thing because. Uh, it kind of just feels like, you know, we kind of, we, I feel like enough people talk about it as well that are more educated on it than me and you. I think me and you just are so simple about it. Like it's pretty cut and dry, right? You don't usually go to, you know, over, you don't usually go over to 20 people to, for massages. You know what I mean? So like there's, there's a little oddness there. I do agree with Tuke on let's be real though. He makes a good point. I feel like and check their podcast out as well. He really drives home the point that the Texans need to be held more, accountable so i do agree with him on that part of it like the texans are kind of getting a little bit of a pass with it in the sense of like they kind of just threw it off a little bit on to the browns not, not that the browns shouldn't be responsible either but what i'm just saying is the te- a lot of this happened under the texans watch that's all my point is they're getting a little bit of like now that he, they they were able to move them on a little bit they're not having to deal with this anymore so I just feel like the Texans are getting a little bit off the hook, and I and I kind of agree with Tukin that when he makes a play on that. So. I mean, it's the individuals. I agree, but he was working with them, getting the they should have had some responsibility with this as well. Some, if they because knew, your employer have responsibility for you. If I knew you were getting like thirty massages and I was paying you, I might be a little bit like, hey, why are we? You know, yeah, there might be something I'm asking you about. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just I don't know. It's the individual. I'm not gonna blame some people who did i'm not blaming them i'm just saying they might need to be held in some way responsible they should be they held, held about a year like, anyway I, I agree with Tuke in that regard yeah, I I just, it's all on Deshaun Watson in mind and the Browns willingly took this problem off to like i feel like that right there like okay if the, if, are the texans like paying the misuse if that's the case then yeah they should be held in some sort of responsibility because they're Paying them and offering them a safe workplace, but if he's doing his personal time to bring these ladies in, I don't see why that's the Texans' business. Yeah, if he's doing on personal time, but it's still if the Texans should be aware of something like this, if your employer is coming in, are the Patriots aware of Aaron Hernandez killing people? No, of course not. But you get my point with this. Like there should be like some held responsibility with it in some regard. I do agree with them in that regard. They are getting let off the hook a little bit with it. Um, And maybe credit to them, they moved on from them. Early enough, they were able to get it out of the way. So they were able to trade him, I guess, to a team there. So anyways, that's the big news NFL-wise with it. I guess to see uh, – the other thing, too, is fantasy football, big thing right here, Tyler. Are you – it's Did amazing. Did you do the draft yesterday? No, I have a, the draft is today with Jason and all those guys. But yeah. I'm always amazed by fantasy football and how much it just takes off year, every year. It just feels like it gets bigger and bigger. I'm not diehard like that at all, like with fantasy football. I mean, I like playing it, but like I can't do over like eight leagues or something crazy. No, hell no. Yeah, like, I mean, two is enough for me almost to do well. Um, it just always amazes me fancy football this time of year. Like how people like people will go to like I mean, I guess I don't know how I feel about it. Like, would you want to be invited to one of those drafts where you go to like a room of 150 people and you guys are or would you feel too nerdy about it? I'm I'm good off my one league that and well two leagues this year. This I don't need more than that. I'm not that – Why I'm, like, playing against myself at certain times because I have a guy on this team playing, and then they have the 
it just gets too discombobulated for me. Yeah, like I think, teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dynasty league part, but I always find it funny when people go to these expos. Like they go to the big, like they go to these big things to do like a draft and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm always like, me. man, I don't know if I could do that. But anyways, to each their own with it. Fancy football coming around, coming around uh, this time of year. Uh, I got the draft today, so we'll see what happens there. But I always just get a kick out of uh, just fancy football, just how it takes on a life of its own this time of year. Man, it really helped football. It's huge. It really helped football grow, though. Um, what do you think about – I was thinking about this topic this week uh, when I was coming up was uh, memorabilia. And the reason I was thinking about memorabilia is uh, some card I saw got sold for like a hundred thousand. That wasn't like this card I even thought of. And so maybe think about what are, what's like some sports memorabilia that maybe isn't part of like an obvious sports play, I guess. Like, so if I think of an obvious sports play, I think like Michael Jordan's final shot to beat the jazz, like that Jersey or that ball, like, you know, not something like that, like something a little bit maybe offbeat that happened or something like that. Like maybe the shoe that kicked Steven Adams in the ball or something like that. Like you would like be some weird memorabilia that you would think like that nobody else would have that just kind of stands out a little bit in that way. Um, do you have Don't anything you know? that, yeah, do yeah. you have anything that might stand out? Steve Bass's bandage when his head got split open against the- Steve Bass. Oh, Steve Nash, gotcha. When he got his head split open against the Spurs, put okay, that bandage in a little locked jar, and that'd be pretty cool to have. As long <laughs> as his blood is okay. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah, you mentioned it in our notes. The Russ Ortiz ball, and like the burn in 2002 when Dusty gave Russ the ball after a marvelous performance, and they go on to blow the game of the series. I'd like to burn that ball. I heard on an interview with somewhere with him that he said it's somewhere in his garage, but he has no idea. He doesn't really care. Yeah. Good spot for it. <laughs> he said he doesn't really care. Um, I got a couple other ones. I got the, it's maybe a bigger play, but I, I don't think it's like huge. Is the bat that Jose Batista flipped. I always think that's kind of a, uh, a, kind of a good one right there to have. Um, I also like um, the, the, I would want the jersey that Mike Dunleavy tossed into the crowd when he got pissed that one time on the Warriors. I feel like that's a jersey I'd want. That's a rarity I saw from him. So I would, I, I would take that one for sure. Um, I also uh, would want the glove that Jorge Posada tagged Giambi with. Like something like weird, like some odd one like that. <laughs> like just the glove there. And then I was thinking about an even better one this morning. Is that I'd want the wheelchair that Paul Pierce was wheeled back in. <laughs> Back there. That's a piece of memorabilia I'd want. It's the wheelchair. <laughs> got I got his wheel. Or how about maybe like the helmet that Bryce Harper threw at Strickland or something like that. Like maybe that, <laughs> there's like something that you could take from that. <laughs> take over there. Uh, so I take I, any like any of Barry Bonds earrings that he had when he wore or his, his elbow protector that he wore that was massive. Let's just see how big it is on my arm. Like just would just dwarf it, I'm sure. Wonder if we got bigger over the years. <laughs> Where's the evidence? A shrug. A shrug. He's off the hook. He's clear. If it don't fit, you must equip. <laughs> He's innocent. He's innocent. The arm band doesn't fit. The arm band does not fit. Um, all right. So I thought that was kind of funny looking back at old memorabilia like that. Like just kind of odd things that you would actually kind of want or have there. I think from a football standpoint, like what would be like kind of a 
well, I, I kind of want the football that Sebastian Janikowski tried the 80 yard field goal with. Like, that's <laughs> the one I want. <laughs> yeah, what about Lane Kiffin? He, he missed it, but nobody, you know, Lane, that's when you knew Lane was getting fired. I do. All right. Another good one would be the kip in at the Masters, I think on 16 by Tiger, when the ball rolls and stops and then rolls in. I'd take that. Yeah, that would, that'd be a popular one. That, 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 that thing, I remember that commercial they made with it. Yeah, you know, just a masterful commercial. Great Nike ad. Speaking of commercials, I saw that they, uh, I posted that one on Twitter. I had it seen a while as the Mark McGuire one with Clive yeah, and Maddox, Chick Stink, the long ball. That was pretty good. Got a couple of Cy Young winners over here. I thought that. <laughs> they play it so perfectly. I thought that was funny. Yeah, Maddox and Glavin just looked like, you know, would be little guys too. So it's like, it was just funny the way they faked it a little bit too. Yeah. With like the, how bad they had to look. Um, all right, a couple more. We'll get out of here. Uh, I was listening to the third and three podcast this week, and we talked about it a little bit last week. Was they were talking about awards, who's going to win MVPs for NFL, and just let people know. I think next week we're going to, for the next two weeks, starting next week, we'll start start breaking down what we think division winners and stuff like that. Um, kind of more what we think going forward with the NFL season. But so far, I wanted to kind of just think about in general here with NFL awards going into the next couple of weeks when we pick it is it'd be interesting if the NFL did take that concept on of doing an NFC like awards and AFC awards. I know they do that for like the pro bowl and they do that for, I think like, I don't even think they do that for first team, right? Like pro bowl, like first team like that, they mix those teams. No, together. No. So that I don't mind doing that. I don't mind because like just the NBA does, but I think it'd be interesting if they did do like an MVP for like the NFC and an MVP for the AFC. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I'm a traditional. I wouldn't mind. It's the NFL. The awards don't really matter. Records, no one seems to care about it except for like passing TDs and single season records. Yeah. So like, however many, I mean, MVPs matter. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, it just gets kind of saturated where like someone's going to win like six MVPs and it's like, wow, this guy won so many MVPs. Why didn't anyone else ever win this many? So no, I, I hear you on saturate that. Saturate everything down. Yeah, no, I, I, it would, it would, but it's always interesting with baseball to me that they have to, though. Like, you know, like, makes me think the other sports could do it too, because they're starting to get to so many teams as well. And those other sports too, they all have over 30 basically now. Yeah. So, um, baseball is weird. One thing piggyback on that is they had two all star games for like 10 years in the 60s. That's why, like, Willie Mays and Hank Aaron have like 25 all star games. You can really? look it up. Yeah. What do you mean they play? They, they play two all star games. From what, in what sense they played a national league one and then they played them or they just no, played the American played league play national versus American league all-star games. Yeah, okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's when it meant a little bit more to those guys back then. Which is odd to think <laughs> yeah, about. Like, right now it doesn't matter at all. Um, I, yeah, it's all, I was actually kind of watching an old highlight. It was bringing up like Ted Williams, five all-star home runs. I was like five. That's pretty good. Um, all right. So what do we think with the, what do you think with the, the the last topic here of the week here? So let's end it. We'll end the episode 100 here. Um, next week, I think you said, we'll kind of get into, we'll kind of start to pick up the NFL a little bit more. Uh, you kind of break down a little bit of the divisions. Um, but let's get the loser and winners of the week here for August uh, 14th to August 21st or episode 100. Tyler, do you want to start us out with winner or loser of the week? Oh, we'll go with the winner because it's going to be a rare one. So I just looked it up that all-star games were from 59 to 62. They had two weeks. Okay. So this is three years. But um, I'm going to go with the winner. And I normally rip on this guy. But 
I'm going to take Stephen A. Smith's take on. Uh, I lost my place on the live golf tour. He has a quote where he's like, I don't get why everyone's so upset with these players for leaving for the money. America's second leading trade partner, Saudi Arabia, all these big corporations trade with Saudi Arabia. So why do people care when individuals go get the bag, when these corporations are making all this money off Saudi Arabia as well. And while I don't like the live golf tour, I hope it fails. I, think people should be able to make have freedom of choice and do what they got to do to help their families. I think with the corporation, there's no face on it. Right. So like people don't not, you know, you see the individual face of these people leaving for money. They don't see the big corporation of it. And a lot of us are part of yeah. a lot of people are part of these big corporations. That's a good one. Winner of the week. Good take by Stephen. Here's Adair. a list of some brand or company, General Electric, AT&T, Halliburton, Pfizer, who get, was handing out shots for free for certain things and yeah it's just yeah they're a huge trading partner with everyone in america but everyone's in an uproar because these individuals want to make more money yeah no that's a good that's a good one this week good winner of the week there's Stephen a a rare one for tyler maybe a steer maybe the only time he might be a winner of the week <laughs> first time for sure <laughs> we'll see a little love there um i know nothing about ufc really I know my much, but I know somebody got knocked out last night that doesn't usually get knocked out. I saw Uzma get knocked out. So anybody that's a UFC fan, I had to at least throw it out there. Mr. Edwards, it looked like. I don't know much about it. I'm not going to pretend like I do, but I do know when I see a left-handed kick to the face and you get knocked out, I can be impressed with that. Immediately. If anybody saw that, that is why fighting is a different game. And that's the thing with UFC I always find different too. So A, winner of the week for Edwards knocking out. I thought was the guy that was never going to lose again. The guy looked like a machine for just the last, like, what did you say, 10 fights, right? He, he, was, just, he was winning that fight, too. He just didn't need, he just couldn't get knocked out in the fifth round. And that's what's weird about fighting, right? Like, it's just, we always hear about, yeah. like, the one, one punch, way, one punch. And I'll be sitting there watching, and I'll be like, no, it never happens. It never happens. It never happens, the one punch. Well, this is the one time the one kick got you, and he got, man, he got A baseball bat of a leg right to the tip. Oof. Gosh, he got crushed. What a, what a, just what a crazy sport. Also, I thought it was funny. Our guy from the far end of the bench, he tweeted, uh, this is where the sport he's like, this is, he's, I guess he's in the East Coast right now. He's like, this is why I hate the Eastern time zone. <laughs> he couldn't stay up late enough to watch it. But I thought that was funny uh, with that too. But yeah, winner of the week, Mr. Edwards there, UFC, uh, knocking out Usman. I think we know, a lot of us know who he is a little bit and never thought he would lose. So yeah, winner of the week there. Um, so my loser of the week, Finish it up this, here. Who do you got? Big L. Is just the live golf course as, or live golf thing as a whole. They couldn't bring in Tiger Woods. Tiger says no. He has a big meeting with all these PGA players to get where they're standing, see where they're standing on the whole thing. He becomes this leader that he's never been like on the tour. He's galvanizing all the young guys to stick with the PGA. And then Greg Norman comes out and says, we never even offered. Sounds sour. So and he's running the live tour right now. So I'll give them the L of the week and good on Tiger for doing what's best. Uh, my loser of the week, I got Azuna from the Braves getting the DUI <laughs> this week. He got he already was he was already on short water with the what he get suspended a year for, an idiot. The, uh, for uh, domestic, domestic abuse, right? Now he gets a DUI and there's video of him getting pulled over. I'm Azuna from the Braves. And you're like, oh, 
you don't want to say that. You're like, <laughs> you don't need to say that. Instant L. That's a good one. Uh, so I got that one for a loser of the week. And one that I'm kind of happy about to say a little bit here, just team-wise, is the Yankees. Aaron Boone, frustrated yesterday with the Yankees' performance, slammed down the table, said he's getting the uh, – the way he did it, too, is like something I would do with my kids, like, you're not putting away your clothes. You're not doing your homework. I'm done on it. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what he was with the Yankees yesterday. Oh, I'm, you know, we're here. We're answering. Thank you. I know we're not performing very well. I'm going to come in here every day and answer these questions. Someday we're going to make it. So he's starting to snap a little bit, lose his mind. Uh, and the Yankees are still in first place by seven games, but they're just playing like trash. I think they're like two in their last two wins and 14. Three losses. and 12 in their last 15. I think that's what I saw. So not playing good baseball at all. Um, so they're also in the loser of the week category. Very happy to say that, folks, as well. And another little loser of the week. I'm going to add another one to it. I'm just not a preseason football guy. I am sorry. I just don't like it. I know people are going to be like, you don't like – I do like football. I just don't like preseason football. I don't know what it is. Like, it's really hard for me to get into it. Other sports, like even baseball, I can watch a little bit more spring training. But I hate spring training baseball, too. And, I don't, and even NBA preseason. I don't really like NBA preseason basketball either. I'll watch that the most just because I think it's the easiest sport for me to watch out of casualty like that, but uh, you know, casually like that. But anyways, sorry. I just, I can't break down preseason. I can see a good play when I see it, but that's just not my thing. So yeah, I'm with you. Football. Thank you for cutting down the games. <laughs> did the Ravens go to 22 and L? I did check. They played tonight, I believe. Oh, big game. 20. Can big they game. move to 22 I think they, I told you, I think they, it's a primetime game. They moved it to primetime. On They're really advertising it now. We brought it up last week. Like, we got to bring this to prime time. They got to get it. Twenty-two in a row. I, maybe I should put money on it. I feel like I should. Like, should I? Should I, I feel like I should put money on the other team. Just, the, just so that they got to lose at some point. Um, that would be winner of the week next week if they pull that out. They go undefeated again this preseason. Unreal. All right. So next week we're gonna get heavy on a little bit heavier more on football. Uh, two weeks away, we'll start breaking down the conferences a little bit here, making some predictions on the season MVPs. Uh, like in the meantime, enjoying some of the other podcasts out there um, that are breaking it down. Um, again, thanks for Variety Sports Network. Check out some of the things out on the, on there, all the other good shows. Appreciate doing the, them, letting us join on with them. We're going to be doing some big things with them, like we said, NFL Network-wise, um, starting in a couple weeks here, T, Sunday night. So that'll be fun. Um, so, yeah. Yep. There's a new podcast out, Three Hardaway. I believe it's called with CD Savage and Tev. It's good stuff. It's basketball related. You check it out. Let's go check it out. Did you look it up? What? Were you able to, were you able to watch the first one at all? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, they, they, so, those guys are always good. Yeah, they do good stuff with their stuff over there for sure. So maybe we can have the, the mom when there's an Eagles game there on a Sunday night or a Steelers or whatever they like. I, I know she's there with them. Panthers. Panthers too. So, anyways, uh, that ends Tyler episode 100 in the books. Again, we appreciate everybody that's listening. I also got to shout out your brother, Ryan. I forgot him too. Ryan's a big part of it as well. So, Mr. Mr. Uh, big, uh, bigger McGurk there, the big brother McGurk there. Thank you as well. I got to shout him out too. So, uh, with that said, Tyler, episode 100 in the books. We'll see you next week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 101. Thank you again. Tuning in for, to the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. Tyler, peace. Peace.